Hi, my name is Rachel and I am the host of Things I Wish I'd Known. I decided to set up this podcast because A, I love talking, I love learning from people, I love conversation and B, there are so, so many things I wish I'd known in my past, so many things I wish I'd known about my mental health, about self-care, about magic, mystery, spirituality, about so many things that I know now, these crazy new breakthroughs in science, frequency, sound, all kinds of things that I'm now so passionate about that I wish I'd known. And I'm hoping that by sharing these conversations with you, I'm going to be able to maybe relieve some suffering, maybe share some laughs and share some knowledge. Some of it you may think is amazing, some of it won't resonate, and that's okay. But I really, really want to get this knowledge out there. So I hope you enjoy listening to things I wish I'd known. Hello and welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known with your host, Rachel, the founder of Welford Wellbeing. Today I am excited as ever, always excited with my guests, to talk to Francesca Oddi, who is a celebrity astrologer. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a celeb? We were were making a little in joke there. But she's also studied loads of stuff. She's a super interesting woman. So she's studied palmistry, numerology, astrology, tarot, all kinds of things to do with intuition and energy, which obviously I'm kind of obsessed with. And today we're going to be talking about astrology specifically, among other things. So welcome, Fran. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy that you're here. I wish I had a plant. I've got such plant envy. Oh, so, mate, honestly, if you come to my flat, I'm not. I, but I think it's become a problem because people have started saying things to me like, you're not allowed to buy any more plants. <laughs> it's a crazy and, uh, plant lady. Honestly, me and my flatmate make jokes about it because she's nearly as bad as I am. And we were like, okay, we're on a plant ban. We're not allowed to buy any more plants. And what then I discovered, because I couldn't buy any more plants, is this thing called propagation, which I never knew was a thing, where with certain plants, if you take a cutting and then you like put it in water or you like do different things with it, then you can grow a whole new other plant from it. Oh my God. Now I'm like Frankenstein (laughs) plant lady. (laughs) (laughs) So get really excited about it. I'm like oh my god my plants are having babies and then and I talk to them and I sing at them and I like I think it's an issue okay, okay. I've still got plant envy yeah this one's really nice if you're watching on YouTube you can see if you're on the podcast I'm sit, sat next to my new fig plant it's actually it's very beautiful it makes me happy so anyway very off topic not astrology <laughs> at all has plants got anything to do with astrology yeah astrology is everything and I'm doing that. I've just started my, I should have told you before, um, shamanic herbal medicine. Well, I'm, so I'm, doing, I'm, on, I'm doing a medical astrology course. I'm doing four years herbal medicine course Whoa, as well. Amazing. And like last weekend, we did, everybody from the astrology course was invited to the herbal course to learn about plants and planets. And yeah, it, so I'm just at the beginning of that. Talk to me again Whoa. in four years. Okay, amazing. We'll get you back on in, in four years. Because I know that there is the Alamac calendar, is that right? And it's Almanac. Like, 
almanac that's it and it's like how you certain farmers plant via the moon right yeah biodynamic farming again i need to learn more about that but it's amazing Mm -hmm. yeah cool Mm. so tell me a little bit like how did you get into astrology like you know is it something that's always been there or was it like oh my god i've just found mystic meg in the sun and now i'm obsessed (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened to me (laughs) i was about to say that happened to no one (laughs) I was always into it. I remember, like, I've said this a few times, but there's this little gift crib, pop crib thing that had my name and my weight and it said Sagittarius on. And I was like, you know, when I could read, I was like, mum, what is this? Mm. She was like, oh, it's just this silly thing. And I was like, and I kind of had this weird flashback. You know, you hear about children having these weird flashbacks and I, I saw Sagittarius and I was like, Mm, this is a thing <laughs> and I got this really weird feeling come over me and then I always knew people's birthdays and in the classroom I could put everyone into groups and I could see that people were different and then it just progressed you know it's an old girls school and we just used to sit and we used to talk about boys and we used to talk about star signs and I was definitely into it I definitely used to read and be like I can see I can see how this works I can yeah. see how I'm that I can see how my mum's that you know I can I can see and then when I was 19 well, I just kept dating Scorpios, basically. And my ex-boyfriend... That must have been traumatic. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it, it was. And so the second one, when I... I think it was like his second date. It's like, when's your birthday? Don't be Scorpio, don't be Scorpio. And he was like, I'm a Scorpio. And I was like... And then he, oh, I'm not like, I'm like... Is Scorpio your shadow sign? Saturn's in Scorpio. Oh, yes. Okay. Basically. Where Saturn is, 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 yeah, where the, you know, the darkest part... That comes to light. This is we can the lead that we can turn the, to gold. Mm. But when you're young, it tends to be just more, and more lead. <laughs> yeah, just basically lead. But he bought me a book that I've still got, the secret language of birthdays, and I'm obsessed over that. And it just goes on and on and on. But when I when I was 24, somebody told me my rising sign, and that was when the obsession really kicked in. Right. And so, for anyone that's listening to this that doesn't really know much about astrology, can you just give us a basic overview? Because I know for a long time, before I met you, actually, I've always been into horoscopes and things like that. I've always been a little bit into the esoteric, I guess, but in a very fringe way, like not how I am now. But I never, I just thought I was a Pisces. I didn't realize that there was this whole ascendance and rising signs and houses and all this kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people get a bit confused around that yeah so could you just kind of briefly explain you know I know it's quite a big subject but just roughly yeah, brief, like yeah yeah just a brief overview for people that don't know what a rising sign is for example well basically to keep it brief if you think your star sign is your sun sign so the sun's pretty much always in the sky if it's not in our sky it's in Australia somewhere but it is somewhere in the sky and it's falling into one of the constellations because the sky is a 360 circle mm-hmm. that is split up into 12 sections mm-hmm. of 30 degrees. Aries like through to Pisces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And all the planets in our solar system are always there. And they are all always in falling into one of these parts of the pie. Right. So they're all always there. And so you've got a sun sign, yeah, but where is Mars, where is Venus, where is the moon, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And then you can look at the geometric relationships they make to each other as well which is like the next level yeah so like your sun sign would be like your kind of like basic like who you are your birthday basically isn't it it's the one that if you are just reading it in the paper that's the one that you look up so mine's pisces 
but your rising sign would stand for what? Why was that so poignant for you when you found out what your rising sign was? Because finding out my own was interesting, but then finding out the rising sign of all the people who were closest to me in my life, and all of them were Scorpio, every single one. Mm. That was, I was like, okay, there's something in this. The definite, this was, that was when I knew that astrology wasn't just something kind of interesting. I was like, this is weird. I knew that those people were similar. And then having, having this proof, and I could work backwards. So I was always meeting people and being like, you were born at three, go and check. And that, that got me crazy. I find that about it's fascinating for anyone who's, you know, I remember the first time we, we met in a, a place called Cheese Loss Control, which is this awesome shop and event space that's it's mystical. Yeah, mystical. It's amazing. <laughs> Literally amazing. And I just remember, I, I think you said to me, you're a three or something like that. Probably. And I was like, what? And then you sort of said all this stuff and, and I was just like, wow, this woman's fascinating. I love her energy and she's really cool. And then I got home and I was just curious. So I like Googled, you know, like numerology, what whatever. And then I was like, oh my God, I, I think I, am I a three? I can't remember whatever it was. You are a three. I am a three, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. So it was that. And then, and then I was like, oh my God. And then I looked it up and I was like, that does sound like me. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, maybe there's something in this. And then it was just like weird. Like I noticed when we're, when we're around other people, you're always like seven, three. Yeah, I'm so thing. annoying. And like, yeah, but I love it. I don't think it's annoying at all. I think it's awesome. I'm like, wow, how does she know all this stuff? It's like amazing. But I guess <laughs> once you see it, you can't... Unsee it. Yeah. Yeah, I was on a yoga shoot the other weekend. And, you know, I keep it in for a while because I know that once <laughs> I start... <laughs> and on the first night, there was a girl there... You know, she turned up late. She'd had some wine on the train. You know, no comment. <laughs> and the next day, everyone wants to know. Like, we start talking about it. I'm like, well, you've got some Pisces in your chart. <laughs> you know, and then you're, and you're an Aries. And so, because people just express their energies. And it's, mm. once you know, once you speak the language, you know, like, if you speak a foreign language, then it's easy. But when mm. you don't, you're sitting there being like, oh, my God, isn't it amazing how they all speak this foreign language? Once, it, once you speak it, you speak it. Mm. And astrology is a language. so. Yeah, it's, it is amazing to be able to do it, but also once you can do it, that's it. I love that way of looking at it, that it's a, a language, because I feel kind of similar about that with like energy work and frequency and all that kind of stuff. It's like once you know these other layers that you can see into, you're like, oh, man, if only yeah. everyone could see all that stuff or if only, you know, it, it's an interesting thing. You could, it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I suppose it changes the way you think. I, I used to work in my co-working space with an Italian girl who'd done her master's or thesis or whatever on how your brain rewires when you learn to speak another language. Wow. So there could be some, it does change you, I guess, as well. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Joe Dispenza really briefly. And there's a <laughs> thing that he does about the pineal gland. And he believes that when the pineal gland is activated, I believe this to be true, actually, if I've interpreted what he meant correctly. But he, once the pineal gland is activated, you you actually go into another dimension. So like when you're in meditation mm. and you're having a vision or, you know, something's happening, whether it be like colours or shapes or, you know, a literal vision, you are actually in that vision in another dimension. You're not in the same mm. space time continuum anymore pretty nuts spacey starts getting really out there <laughs> <laughs> but i can get on board with that a lot of this 
astrology course I'm on at the minute is kind of more that way inclined. Do you know what I love? I just get really mesmerised by it all. And the fact that they have now photographed or got an image of a light particle as a particle and a wave at the same time makes me think that... I don't know, it's hard, isn't it? Because you know, like all the Silicon Valley lot are all going on about how we just live in a, a oh sim- we live in a simulation and it's basically, we are the Sims. <laughs> Which yeah. I don't like to think that personally, because I'm a bit like, oh, that kind of takes away our autonomy and all that stuff. But then when you start looking at mad quantum new science. I think we're just at the beginning of what we know though. At least yeah. us, you know. Yeah. Like some hardcore scientists maybe get it, but we're just kind of, we're just, we're just yeah. toddlers. We're just How do learning. you feel about that as well in terms of the universe? I watched a documentary the other day and it was saying about if aliens are real, this is going on a tangent. They probably are, but yeah, go on. Um, but if aliens are real, blah, 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 they would be much more advanced than us because our planet is so young in terms mm. of the solar system mm. that if there were beings, let's say, on other planets which could be a possibility because the universe is, is pretty, pretty big, right? So even if it was other humans on other planets or whatever, if you don't want to think of them as like, because I, I always think, oh, come on, greys and all that. I'm a bit, uh, <laughs> really? I don't know if I believe in those. But I think it's pretty ignorant to assume that in this vast universe, which we know exists with all these planets and stars yeah. and things that we can't even reach or measure, that we're the only sentient beings that exist. So I don't know. Do you think other planets have have, have it? Like yeah, yeah. I think when people will be living. Someone suggested last week that might be a future for humans. Who knows? I mean, that's not overly interesting for me. But yeah, of course, I think the universe is huge. It makes sense that there is mm. life somewhere else. Surely. And with astrology, yeah. This might be a crazy question, but. Go on. Why do we use only those particular planets? Because there's so many planets and stars and comets and so. Okay, right. Don't we use fixed star? But it's one of those things like you start off with astrology and you start off with the sun sign, and then we, which is just our sign, and then you go to the planets, yeah. which is you know what you learn in physics. Yeah, my very easy method, and then you start using more asteroids. Right. Well, some people do. There are still plenty of astrologers who are just like, look, you can get enough information from the core planets. Yeah. But then like Jessica Adams is a big advocate of using the asteroids because they're feminine. A lot of the asteroids were, you know, Jupiter's wife, Neptune's wife, Pluto's wife, they're all gone. We've got all the masculine gods in our astrology, but you get a lot of information from, from the other asteroids ah. as well. And then there's certain stars that you can use as well. But you'd go mad if you used every single thing because there's so many so yeah. many asteroids but yeah we've got this we did a big long list the other day of all these asteroids and they're very very interesting but you would only use them in very very precise you know so if, if the two planets were aligned completely you would only read it that way it's really interesting and what do you think most people use astrology for do you think is it they want to know the future or they're trying to make sense of their life or you know what do you find when you're doing readings for people and things like that like what kind of information can you gather you can learn about yourself and I think most of my clients now know me through whatever like they've read something 
or they're a friend of a client. So most of my clients now understand what I can do, which mm-hmm. is read your chart, tell you a bit about yourself, tell you what might be coming up, tell you where your talents might be, where your, you know, areas you might want to work on, mm-hmm. career development. So because of, because of what's been in the press this year as well, that Daily Mail article is amazing for bringing mm-hmm. in clients, which I don't know if that's because of the Daily Mail readership, or because the topic was interesting, but using astrology to boost your career seems to be like something that people are hungry for and understanding relationships. Yeah. And occasionally, like particularly at the beginning, I would get people being like, when am I going to meet a man? Not how I work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's about your astrology chart is your potential. And if you're not meeting your maximum potential, then, then life won't be offering you its fullest potential. Yeah. Sense. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's kind of like how things could be if you really go for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So kind of like helping you to make choices. I think if you're really sure, yeah, really sure of which direction you're going to go in and how you want to express yourself, it gives you more, you know, more oomph. Yeah. And do you like with your life, because I know that you know this stuff inside out, like you're so knowledgeable about it, it's insane. Do you kind of find that you structure your life by your chart so say for example if I don't know you're launching a new thing or if you want to do I don't know an event or you're going to do a talk or something if your chart's like mercury retrograde no communication (laughs) right whatever do you kind of because I don't actually I don't actually yeah I don't know answer that question then I'll I'll flow into it yeah of course I can't get away from it can I of course have you ever gone against it and been like, oh my God, I knew that? Yeah, relationships. <laughs> oh, red flag. Oh, well. <laughs> I said that the other day. Oh, what a beautiful scarf you're wearing. Yeah, it's all my red flags. <laughs> no, but you can, you can interpret. And I do think that's... Do you know what? I was thinking this just today. I was thinking about an interpretation I'd had of something. And I thought of an alternative interpretation. And I realized I'd made a mistake. And you, in this spiritual world we work in, there's a lot of people saying, you can't get it wrong, just interpret it, you know, trust mm. yourself, which is fine, but also not true. There's no you, failure, there's only growth. <laughs> but you can get, like, you can interpret something. And only with hindsight, you look back and that, oh yeah, miss, I, I forgot about the Jupiter square, or I forgot about this alternative perspective. Mm. And so, yes, I can be, it's 90% helpful, mm. but it's not, there's always human error. Mm. There's always human. And the, the, the job of the astrologer is to get the human out of the way. So when I'm seeing clients, you know, you tune in and you calm down and you really tune into the chart and you get your bias out of the way. And a lot mm. of the time I'll look at someone's chart and I'll, I'll say something and then I'll just take it breath for a minute and really think like okay is this my objective is this my bias get yourself out of the way yeah it's very much like that with EFT and Reiki as well like especially with EFT you have to be really careful not to project onto your clients because it's really easy to as you're tapping or whatever something comes up and you think oh I've seen this before I know what this is yeah you haven't you've seen that before in your life with your experience with your filters you haven't seen that in their life with their filters or whatever and sometimes you do have to be really mindful of the fact that you're not guiding it 
in a particular way that you're actually consistently checking in with them and their body and what their language that they're using and stuff like that because it can be really easy to just be like I don't know say a standard issue right like you're saying relationships so they've broken up with somebody or whatever and you go oh it's probably a cheat because you've been cheated on before when actually it might not have been that at all it might have been something completely different and with Reiki as well I've actually screwed myself over a couple of times before now because I'll think intuitively when I'm tuning in I'll think too obvious you know whatever it was <laughs> I remember once I had this client and it, it was something that was on her masculine energy side around the teenage years and what was coming through with dad and I thought way too obvious <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. and then I was trying to read it I couldn't read it and then at the end I sort of said to her well you know this other thing came up but I I don't think it was that it was too obvious and she went oh my god no that is, <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is what it was and I was like oh okay you know and it's quite hard sometimes isn't it? it's just that practice of knowing trusting yeah how do you know in terms of your intuitive practice because it is you know with astrology obviously you have a map basically don't you you have the kind of the guide that you work from with the chart yeah, a lot of it is super intuitive, you know, and and everything that you do through palmistry and mm. you know all that stuff is is a lot more intuitive when you read. Is there anything that you do to kind of work out what is your intuition and what's mm. not? No, nothing <laughs> <laughs> um, short of it. No. Nah. <laughs> well, that's been really interesting because I didn't realise I was intuitive. Ah. I just thought it was obvious. Mm. For years, even at school, I would get mad with people and be like, can't you see it? Like, it's obvious. And people are like, no, it's not obvious. Mm. And I, but I just, so I just kind of know things. You know how there's Claire Cognizance and Claire's, I just, sometimes I know things. So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel intuitive because I just know. Oh my God, I get that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I do, a lot. So it's just... Like when I, you know, when I see people and I, and I know that they're a Pisces, I'm like, well, you me know. And my, me and my friend joked about this because she's also really intuitive, but not many people know that she is. That's not what, she doesn't, she just is. Like she doesn't, that's not her job or anything like that. And we went for drinks and both of us text each other afterwards and was like, oh my God, one of our other girlfriends is pregnant. She didn't look pregnant. Yeah. Wasn't acting pregnant. I mean, I don't know how you act pregnant. Walking <laughs> <laughs> around with a hand on the belly. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But both of us were like, she's pregnant. And and I was convinced straight away that it was a boy. I had no idea. I didn't say anything to her because I thought oh, oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, could be yeah, really yeah. embarrassing if you go, Are you pregnant? And she's like, No. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if it is the early stages or whatever. Anyway, of course, like a few months later she came out that she was pregnant. And then a few months later, it came out, yeah, I'm having a boy. Mm. And I was like, I knew. I just mm. knew. And it, hap- it happens a lot, like weird things like that. Like sometimes I'll be walking past people in the street and I'll feel like <laughs> I just know something about them. And sometimes I want to like ask them because I want to check. I want to like yeah. start seeing like how, how bang on am I <laughs> with my intuition if it's a stranger. But then you're like, you can't just go up to someone in the street and be like, Eber. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I with with my intuition, that's I know that I'm not clairvoyant, mm. so I can read people, but I can't tell them what's going to happen in six months. Do you no. know what I mean? Like yeah. full on intuitive clairvoyant psychic who's like, 
yeah. and they're you know they exist and they are insane i mean it's crazy and amazing yeah but yeah i'm definitely not that maybe one day maybe one day i think my psychic development is quite slow and i can see that in my chart <laughs> what bit of your <laughs> chart says that yeah moon in the 12th opposite Saturn. ah that's Saturn lovely. slows everything down ah delays yeah it's so fascinating the whole thing what do you think what's the thing that you use the most from astrology do you think like what what's the most the thing that you use it for the most personally well it's just everything which so that's what do I use it for the most understanding people Mm. definitely yeah understanding people dynamics the dynamic of me with everyone I know have you ever been like really cutthroat and been like I can't be friends with you because you're a Scorpio rising and sun. No. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't tell them. <laughs> you just won't hear from me for a while. <laughs> no, there's nothing. Because there is nothing. There is no configuration mm. that is, is that so bleak. Because, it dep- again, it depends on people. You can have a beautiful chart, sort of trines and generous warm Taurus Leo Libra whatever energy mm. but they might not be expressing it so mm. so the chart is your potential anything can be brilliant and anything can rot yeah I'm, I don't know if you remember <laughs> I will sorry, probably sorry for podcast listeners this is just a chat now <laughs> <laughs> do you remember my chart Chiron was in the What's the one at the top that's like your life direction? Yeah, close to your MC. Yeah. Is it, it in Gemini my... or Taurus? It's in Taurus, isn't Taurus it? In my, yeah. yeah, it's Taurus in my MC. And the other week we were doing, I was training some new people to the gong players for gym, gonged out at gym books. And one of the girls that came had a Chiron gong and I've always wanted to play it. And I swear, I've get, I'm going to get one. I've got to get one. It's yeah. like, that makes sense. like there was universes within universes within universes. As soon as I struck it, I was like, oh, oh my God. It was just like... The How many goals have you got now? I've only got one now. I did have two. Oh, really? I, I had two and I sold one. Really? Yeah. Which one have you got? I've got a Uranus. Yeah. Wakey, wakey. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be quite careful with it. It's quite, it's quite full on. Mm. You got. I have to play it really much more cautiously than I did my other gong mm. because it can be. I feel because it's linked to the root and the sacral chakra, and and Uranus. I mean, you'll be able to tell me more about the planetary stuff, but it's quite a rebellious energy, isn't it? It's quite mm. like rebellion and change and all that kind of stuff. And I think because it's root and sacral for a lot of people. It's shaking up your foundations. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it can be quite, it's an Disturbing. For some people, yeah, I don't know, disturbing, maybe not the right word. word. Like, yeah, disturbing in the sense of it shakes everything up rather than it's disturbing. Enlivening. Yeah. Awakening. It's a teacher, man. It's a, yeah. it's a very much a teacher. It's, it's, it will show you. It's not, it's not afraid to like show you what needs to be looked at. confronting Um, maybe yeah 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 it can be a little bit confronting I'd say that for sure but it's incredible it's a really yeah good if you want the truth though that and I think that's the thing right like that is a massive pillar of everything that I do is I think 
truth to me is just like the core of everything it's it's really mm. the same way you know it's quite easy in this world to to like I love that you can get my child while we're chatting. but I think it's quite easy in this world to project some mm. things that aren't true and I think it's really important that as we go through you know our own awakenings and we're he- helping others with their own connection to self and things like that that we're truthful in that that path I love that you're getting my chart up 82 yeah okay cool <laughs> now I'm nervous <laughs> no don't be I just wanted to remember yeah before right so what's the biggest learning what's the biggest thing you've learned about getting into astrology I think I was amazed when I first started studying properly that astrology affects everything Mm. I think I thought it was just people and maybe relationships. I didn't realise it was going to be houses, trees, food, countries, holidays, mm. everything, everything. Astrology describes and touches everything, which blew my mind. Mm. And do you feel that it's changed your life path? Which bit of it? Well, it became my life. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 but it, other than that, yeah, I mean, yeah, it just took over. Yeah, like only in the sense of it's literally my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really before, took over. Before there was nothing, and then it was like a big bang of astrology, and then I, well, I existed. Before there was like, you know, <laughs> friends, socialising, drinking, going out, and then and now, now, there's, just now there's books. Now there's just books. I feel like that as well all I do, I'm such a geek and sometimes I'm like oh god people come around I'm not joking on my bedside table at the moment there's actually 10 books on my bedside table that's a lot I know move them it's the ADD yeah just have one or two and then the rest have to go somewhere else otherwise yeah. you go to bed stressed because you should be reading other books I know, but I like dipping in. My problem is I read too many books at once because I get overexcited and I think, oh my God, I really want to learn about this. And then I'll get like four books at once on a similar subject and then I'll start reading one, but then I'll get like, oh God, I really want to know what that one is about as well. And then I'd, so I'll sort of read them all at the same time, which I don't recommend to people. It's just how <laughs> my brain works. But apparently that's not normal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's how I, how I like I feel like, have you ever seen that movie, Short Circuit? And it's like this no, robot. The and uh, <laughs> that's a shaking of the head. <laughs> this robot, and he's just like doing this thing, like, and he's just reading books, but he can read them like dead quick. And he goes through this woman's like whole library, and he's like, more input, more <laughs> input. And I feel like that's my life. That's you. <laughs> that's your future. That is me. That is what's been going on in my life. So what advice would you give your younger self based on kind of how your life has changed through astrology? I probably would have sacked off drinking sooner. Mm. I think. This is becoming a really big subject, you know, sobriety. I know. Like, out of all the podcast episodes that I've done so far, the sober ones are probably... Well, the the one that's been listened to the most is one of the sober ones. Mm. And they're all the kind of top ones. And it's something that I don't know if it's just because I've changed my friendship groups a little bit, obviously, because I don't <laughs> just go to raves every weekend now. <laughs> but I just feel like it's a, people are just talking about it more. 
and it didn't really feel like anything to talk about, I suppose. No. I don't know. It was just, it, it just felt really personal. And, and then I suppose when it becomes a wave, then people do, I don't know, yeah. more than that. But I just, th- I did drink the other day. And I d- it's not that I'm, tea- I don't have yeah, a yeah. drink problem. So I drink when I go to a wedding yeah. or something. And that's fine. But it, you feel so bad. So, 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 so bad. Mm. And it's not that entertaining either. It's quite right. boring. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of just, I ne- to be fair, I never drank loads. I would go and sit with my mates and they'd all drink and smoke and I'd just drink tap water. So I've, I've always been a bit, but I, I suppose I used to go and join in and drink water, whereas now I don't even bother doing that. Just stay in. So okay. <laughs> Staying safe with my charts. <laughs> I don't know. I, other things, just looking at my 20s, I don't know as well if there is anything I could have changed, really. Mm. to get me to where I am now and to get me knowing what I know. It's like, I, I don't know if I... It's interesting and I feel kind of similar. Like when I look back over my life path or whatever, sometimes I think I don't really regret anything that I've done. And I don't, you know, even the fact that I did essentially waste about 20 years of my life <laughs> <laughs> drunk. But... I had a really good time and I I learned a lot and I made really good friendships and I, you know, got to do really cool stuff through my career that I wouldn't, you know, I got to travel and snowboard in America and stuff, which I never would have got to do if I didn't do that career. Well, well, I mean, I could have, but I I don't know, I might not have if I didn't do that career. And now that I'm doing my business, what I've found interesting is all these elements of things that I learn around, you know, sales, marketing, event producing, all this kind of stuff that I've done in in the past is now really coming into its own. Because if I'm putting on an event or I'm running a retreat, I know how to do a budget. I know how to, you know, probably not as well as someone who's an accountant or whatever, but I know the format. I can kind of fumble by and, and get things done and it all kind of feeds into what I... And having worked in sales, I think it's essential. Do you know what, though? Because you I, deal with rejection. Yeah, but do you know what's really funny? Badly. What, go on. I'm really good at selling other people. Yeah. I'm really not that good at selling myself as a product. I find it really, really difficult. But you still must do it because you've achieved. Yeah, but I think if I was... If say if I was to split me into two people now, right? Rachel Welford, the kind of person who's writing the courses, delivering the content, doing all the stuff, being creative, whatever, and Rachel Welford, who works for Rachel Welford as a sales director in her <laughs> company, I would have fired my ass. <laughs> if I behaved the way that I behave in my own company when I worked for other companies as a sales director, I would have got sacked. Okay. A hundred percent, I would have got sacked because I just don't. But it's very com. It's a very complex thing, I think, in terms of when you're selling somebody else's product or you're selling something for somebody else. They come to you and they go, "This is the thing, and this is all the benefits of it, and this is all the features of it, and this is what it does, and these are the kinds of people that it might be able to help." Go mm-hmm. find them, and you go, "Okay," and then you can like run off and make your sales plan and go and talk to people or whatever. But when it's you, it's like you've got to think of everything 
And then you need to step out of it and look at yourself as if you're not you, which is very difficult to do because you are you. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You've got to kind of view your own traits and who and what you're good at and what you're bad at and whatever from a perspective of somebody that isn't you, but you are you. It's really complex. I find it really complex. And also I think there's a lot of stuff around there of like, if you're selling something for someone else, if, if that, I don't know, event or service or magazine or whatever it was that I used to sell, like gets rejected. They're rejecting someone else, the item or the thing that I'm selling, not me. Yeah. Whereas okay. when you're selling yourself and your own thing, maybe the rejection is then of you. Yeah, this is the gift of Gemini. Yeah, man. <laughs> not the gift of Pisces. <laughs> Definitely not the gift of Pisces. Pisces swimming around like, oh God, which way am I going? I don't know which way to swim. Swim both ways. Okay. <laughs> like, well, you have that. You have that at least. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess a kind of question that's obviously pressing is what things do you wish you'd known about astrology or or how it's affected your life before you? I would love to have known it all at a much younger age. I didn't know that there were astrology schools. Yeah. Until a psychic told me, you're going to be an astrologer. And I'm like, how do I learn astrology? And she said, mm. find a course. I was like, course? <laughs> what do you mean, course? And then I, like, I, so I emailed Shelley Von Strunkel, you know, who writes the horoscopes in the Sunday mm. Times. And I was like, what do I do? I didn't even think to Google it because I just didn't think it was a thing. Yeah. I didn't think you could go into Google and find an astrology school. Yeah. If I'd done that, I would have, I, I mean, I'd have been there years ago. But like I said before, I don't know if I needed to live my 20s without it. I don't know mm. if that was part of the plan to give me this belief and like this, re- this kind of research and everything that I intuitively worked out for myself gave me such a strong conviction. Would I have had that? don't know. Yeah, I think there's definitely something in that because I think I can relate to a lot of my clients a lot better because of my life experience that I've had. Yeah. And... I think I'm a better business owner because of the life experience that I've had, which if I, because I often think that as well. I'm like, oh man, imagine if you'd known all this stuff, if you'd known all this stuff beforehand, I probably wouldn't have had a breakdown. I probably would have been able to manage my mental health or, or master my mental health a lot better, a lot sooner and not have struggled for however many years I'd definitely wouldn't have tried to commit I assume I definitely wouldn't have tried to commit suicide because <laughs> it wouldn't have got to that point do you know when you just kind of go like oh yeah it would have been nice to avoid all those lows yeah but then I'm also like man you got to travel you got to like fly to all these cool places you got to meet all these incredible people you got to like do all this really cool stuff through the people that you met like you know, going to the Q Awards or whatever, or like weird, cool stuff that I never would have done if I was just sat around meditating. Or I suppose, like, yeah, I don't know. The ideal would be, wouldn't it, to, to just have a great life without all the delays, setbacks, frustrations. Mm. But every, every life has an element of, of struggle. You know, we all have a Saturn, but mm. the extent of it, you know, as well, you think about the people that you work with and that you think about, about my clients as well you want to help them you want them to not go through that 100 percent. yeah that can be some of the hardest stuff 
like some of the hardest lessons I think are being able to hold space for people without taking on their problem as your own and that's yeah. probably a Pisces thing I don't know <laughs> and, a bit, and as well your, your work is different to your your work is probably you know you're really def- dealing with people with more yeah you can I can do at times and you think oh you know but I've really I think I've really managed to master the art of like being able to just listen and hold space and be empathetic like oh my god that's that's awful for you but that's not do you know what I mean but it's not happening to me and I think that takes a little time to to practice that I think for for a while you kind of really take on board especially if it's something really heavy that someone's going through you just want to scoop them up and be like oh my god let me fix it but it's not down to you and I think one of the analogies that I always think of that's really beautiful is and I never I never knew this I don't even know if it's actually true but I I like it anyway so I'm going to go with it is that when a butter when a caterpillar is turned into a butterfly and it's in the chrysalis when it's struggling to get out of the chrysalis is when the the, the strength of the wings builds uh-huh. and if you were to cut the chrysalis to let the butterfly out because you're like oh you know it's struggling and I can help it I've got a little scalpel here I could just you know allow this butterfly to come out much easier much quicker it will die because it won't be able to fly <laughs> dramatic end to your story dramatic <laughs> end. I thought it was just gonna have really weak wings because <laughs> no, it can't fly then so it will die Okay. So actually sometimes... When don't help going, people. Yeah, don't, that's, <laughs> don't help anyone, man. Just be a complete selfish narcissist. That's the way. No, not what I'm suggesting. But I think sometimes there's a level of, of struggle that's required in order for growth to happen. Of course, yeah. And I do feel like sometimes I have been through quite a lot. But what I've learned from that about myself and how resilient we can be as human beings and how compassionate and loving and forgiving we can be even in the face of adversity. I think that's really powerful lessons to, to have learned. Although I'd like to meet someone who'd never had any trouble in their life at all and see, I bet they're really happy. Wow. I bet they're not going, Oh, I wish I had more trauma to work through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I imagine they're probably just like, I love another, just living the best life. Yeah, I love another scoop of ice cream. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mm. Is there anything else that you wished I'd asked you or that you want to share? I didn't ask you about your art. I love wow. this. Art. But it is art. It's it is. Cool. It is. They, they are charts that you can see on YouTube. So, on YouTube. <laughs> for, the, for the podcast, describe. <laughs> Or orally describe what it is. So basically the birth charts, I wanted to give clients something to go away with. Mm. In fact, I don't actually do that, but that was the initial idea. And some clients do buy them. So you can frame them. So you can have your chart and look at it and enjoy it and remember it. And because charts in general, that's all just they're a bit cluttered and chaotic. Mm. They're just arty, colourful baby gifts, basically. I like them. I like the ones that you do with the foiling. They're amazing. They're beautiful. I'm going to get myself one. It can be a treat. The foil, the foils are great. They are really beautiful. Other things. So many things to discuss. Go on, ask me something. You're the question master. I mean, I'm the quiz master. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Never thought of this. Never thought of this role. I mean, I don't know. I like the fact that I like the fact that the podcast is just a chat, really. Yeah. And I like the fact that 
it has a rough format, but it's kind of like we can just share knowledge and share information of, of you know, whatever it is that you wish that you'd known. And Oh, manifesting with the moon, maybe. Oh, oh my God, yeah, let's talk about that. Just briefly, again, because as well, there's like the astrology that you're taught, uh, astrology school, mm. and then there's this spiritual splinter of stuff that's that's more esoteric mm. that you don't that we never seem to go through at school and that's something that I've picked up later and something that I do without fail as a way to rest turn off get away from tech every every month mm. at the new moon and then write down my wish list of 10 things that I want to see create feel get rid of in that in that moon cycle which mm-hmm. is actually a nine month cycle but that doesn't matter and and it's amazing mm. it's transformative it's it keeps you focused it it aligns you to where you need to be going it makes you clear it makes you bold it is amazing way to build up energy for two weeks to stay calm for two weeks you know for the two weeks mm. from the new moon to the full moon it's just, it's where we are now and it's a very mm. kind of expansive focused growth phase and then it's a big release after the full moon everything's calm again and it keeps you it sustains me because otherwise I would go and go and go mm. I think and being able to focus clear focused intentions which I, is also you know essential it's really essential that's the one thing that I'm massively learning is a lot of life and especially when you're trying to master a mental health issue is around focus and discipline which is really boring yeah and sometimes so important like they're saying it's so important if you're really busy meditate twice as long and and that is something now that i some days i wake up i'm like oh my god so i'll just switch everything off yeah i think it's key yeah absolutely key and what i noticed i actually had this conversation today with i had a meeting we were chatting about meditation because he's been getting into meditation he's like I've only been doing 15 minutes a day and I was like brilliant not I've only like Mm. that's great just carry on and he was like what have you learned about meditation through you know your practice and I said well I know for an absolute fact that the the most aligned the most calm to the point of people that I'd known for a really long time would say things to me like you seem really calm because I'm quite a high energy you know person I'm quite over excitable and I was meditating for three hours a day at that point. And I was so calm. I was so aligned. Nothing. I felt literally like nothing could touch me. I was very just... Three hours is long. I know. But it's incredible. But brilliant. And why, you know, now I struggle to get three hours to, to, to do that. But again, it's like, is that discipline though? Because actually, if you got up at 5am, you would be able to do that. But I'm just not very good in the mornings. And when I get to the evening, I get tired because of, you know, working all day. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, you need to work within what works for you. But I know at that point when I was doing that, I've never felt that confident, aligned and in my power. And now I do still meditate a lot, but nowhere near to that, nowhere near to that level. And when, and it's the same as anything, I think it's the same as going to the gym or any other kind of like muscle building work. Like, yeah you lose use it or lose it and I you know I think if I gave myself three hours I could probably sit in silent meditation for three hours but I don't think I would find it easy I think it would I think I would struggle 
so it was you did silent meditation for three hours yeah sitting yeah my God, cool. you, get pin, you get very, very bad pins and needles in your leg, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I think there's that old monk saying, isn't there? If yeah. You should meditate for 20 minutes a day, every day, unless you're busy, and then you should meditate for an hour. Yeah. And I, I do stand by that, whether I actually follow my own advice every time. Is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I, life-changing. Say, it is life-changing. And I think when you can find, even if you're just doing guided meditation or binaural beats or sleep meditation even start there what sleeping sleep meditation so good have you ever used it sleep meditation yeah it's like brainwashing brainwashing yourself while you sleep oh right really yeah yeah just like people telling you that you're really awesome while you sleep and then you wake up and you're like i'm awesome (laughs) Uh, i don't know if it would annoy me to have to switch off sleep with earplugs i'm quite you know touchy or binaural or binaural beats What's like, that? So it, it like takes you through sleep cycles, like takes you through a healthy sleep cycle every 90 minutes through your brainwave activity. What, with music or what? Yeah, so it's like binaural beats is a, well, they play two different tones, one to your left ear, one to your right ear. And they're slightly different, usually by about 10 hertz. And the brain can't notice the difference between that hertz level because we're not dogs or whatever, like our hearing's not as advanced. And so it creates what they call a beat between the left and the right hemisphere of the brain. And then they'll change that frequency and it will basically entrain your brain wave activity to where they take it. So it means that it will take you through a whole sleep cycle. So from beta through alpha, theta, down into delta, and then you'll stay in delta for a while and then it will bring you back out and then take you back down and then bring you back out so that you have that really healthy. Yeah, it's cool, man. But I, I don't really struggle with my sleep, but Sometimes I feel like I don't, like I find it easy to get to sleep. I sleep quite a long time, a bit like a bear. (laughs) But sometimes I don't feel like I'm really refreshed when I wake up. So I wonder if the quality of my sleep is good. So that sometimes if I'm feeling tired, I'll use that just to get me into a good cycle. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share? I don't think so. Fab. It's been great talking to you. I could talk to you all day. I'm actually just glad that we got a chance to catch up, if I'm honest. I'll put the kettle on now. I've more tea. Nice, nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting to me. As ever, there'll be links below so you can find out if you want to find out more about astrology, more about Fran and what she's up to, and where you can find her. She runs events all over London as well, where you can go and get your chart read or your, your palm read. And you can also do stuff with her online. She's incredibly knowledgeable, insanely awesome human being. So go check her stuff out, follow her on Instagram, all that jazz. And I will be back again next week. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon. Much love. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to find out more about my work through one-to-one sessions, corporate well-being, or even coming and joining me on my yoga and sound healing retreats in Morocco, then please check out my website www.welfordwellbeing.com. And remember, you can always follow me on social media at welfordwellbeing over on Instagram and Facebook and like, subscribe and share on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube.